This podcast is rated MA15+. plus. Anyone below that or can't go into a server and buy a skin mag should not listen any further. Well, in real estate terms, it means you're getting paid, baby. Uh, welcome, everyone. Unconditional. The podcast. Welcome. We're back. What are you wearing, Shane? You you look like... Oh, I'm wearing um, Queen of the Nile pokey shirt that I'll be wearing to a friend's birthday tomorrow. It's... Why are you wearing it today, it Shane? To, I get things delivered to work. Because I know I'll be here to receive them, unless I'm out. There'll always be someone here. That's why I've got this cracker on today, Robert. And because his birthday's at the RSL, there's plenty of Queen of the Niles there. No doubt you'll be down there having a slap. Mate, I'll go down there, I'll have a slap, but I'm not wearing a shirt like that, that's the certain. Well, he wears his Hawaiians. You have to wear something colourful. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put a photo up of that one, definitely. And that's why he's still single at 30. Good on your Grimace, happy birthday, mate. Yeah, Spooge or Sponge. Yeah, you'll uh, <laughs> yeah, know about the sponge You'll know about mate. the sponge in a, in a few more days. Mate, uh, how's your week been? Really good. Uh, been, a, been a good week. Uh, I did have something for weekend review. Uh, do you want to go first? You go first for weekend review. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been a bit quiet. Um, we've obviously, like over the last few weeks, we've spoken about changing market conditions and uh, a few different factors that are affecting that. But look, buyers are still coming in. Um, they're just feeling they've got a little bit more power uh, at the negotiation table. Um, I do think that they're waiting to see an influx of properties that come on, but then they're also fighting the urge of any more potential interest rate rises. So yeah, it's going to be one of those probably take it day by day, week by week yeah, scenarios. I think, I think the houses that are poorly presented, uh, tenanted for a long time. We had a good run there where we could sell anything for anything yep. and now it's getting to the stage where one at the moment cannot move it. Yeah. We have to kick the tenant out because uh, we just can't move this particular house and where the offers we're getting are just they're way too low compared to what it should be getting. So would you say it's fair that uh, really communicating with your vendors at the moment is, is pretty important, just yeah. updating them almost every couple of days instead of, you know, just yeah, taking them 17 a, offers every week. Yeah, no 17 offers. It's more so, we, look, we didn't get any offers this week. The feedback is here. That's yeah. sort of lingo, which is what we're used to for most of our careers, that that whole thing where, oh, you've had you've had 20 people through and 19 offers. How amazing is that? Yeah. Would street you, record. Street like, try, record. Let's, let's see if record. we can advertise street records in the, in the coming year. That'll be great. If you could do that, you're, you're going to be a really, really successful agent. I am finding it pretty hard to take you serious with that shirt on, but I'm going to try. I'm finding it hard to get any energy from you because you're recovering from... Mate, I'm I'm recovering from man flu. It's been been, been shocking, but I'll get there. You look like death warmed up. I appreciate that, Shane. Thank you so Um, much, mate. My my week in review, Robert, you might be interested to know what could he possibly want to bring up here. And I thought, what has happened in the last week that I saw as as a big issue? And that was when we went out for lunch... The other day, to celebrate the high achievers in the LJ Hooker Network, don't know why I was there. It was sort of like, I think the reason I was there was like, you know, when they take kids that are going in a rough track and they take them through a jail just to see, like, this could be you. I think yeah. they took me there to go, look, if you pull your socks up, you could become, you could come to Seascape more often. Mate, you're for, the office jester, but you certainly have earned the right to be there. I think you're downplaying. You are, you're not too bad. You're pretty good, mate. Perhaps, look, but let's just don't know that, Rob. Okay. Um, so... We pull up there, you drove, which was very nice of you. Um, I paid for parking, let's not forget that. I know where this Um, is going. So we were waiting for a gentleman and his girlfriend to pull out of a car space for about probably a minute and a half, just sat there waiting from sort of like an awkward position. And um, we, he's backing out, and then where he was backing out, we were already in his way. So we had to move because he backed out in the wrong way after making us wait so long. So we've taken off and done a lap. And then as we've come back to take the spot... Someone else is trying to back into the spot. So you've given it the old, 
windows going down. This is when I start to stress because I hate confrontation. I'm like, what if this guy's massive and gets out and just bashes the crap out of both of us? And you're like, oi, mate, that's our park. We've been waiting two minutes here for that. We've been here for ages. Move along. He's like, what, what? And then you're like, mate, that's our park. And you may have used an expletive. Anyway, he drove off and you're like... Oh my god! I think that's Ian from our office. I didn't say, "Oh my god." Yeah, I oh. said, "I think." Well, I think what we. I think what you said after realizing it was Ian was, "Oh, we could have taken him." Yeah. <laughs> no, look. To be fair, Robbie was gonna like. Let's describe Ian. Ian. Ian has a cane. He's in his mid to late seventies. You should be ashamed of yourself. He's, he's 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 a year off. He's a year off. Probably been in a nursing he's home. He's a young virile. Look, I do. I do have history, don't I, Shane? About. Um, the older, older, older staff in the office, yeah. really rubbing yeah, me the wrong way. You tried to kill Ralph once. I did it. Try and kill Ralph, but it just um, take too long. That you know, and then the funny thing I was, I just took offence to Ian. He clearly was watching us. The reason we had to move, so so Ian could drive down and park where everyone else was parking. Yeah, but the weasel saw an opportunity. He did. Um, and what really, what really rubbed <laughs> me the wrong way is, as we've jumped in the lift, he's already up there and he's telling yeah, everyone no, in the he, lift. He went below us. Yeah, got picked up in the lift. And then we get in the lift when it gets to our level, and then as we're going up in the lift, he's telling everyone else in the lift, "I just got, I just got road raged by someone." He's bagging us, saying it's I our know. fault. <laughs> we're in the wrong. I know. So we got out of the lift. You're still trying to fight him, even though we know I who wasn't he is. Fighting. <laughs> we so I called you off and going, "Come on, Robert, let's have some decorum here, mate." He's an elderly man. He's like, get out. He'll hit you with his cane. Poor bugger. So that's that's my week in review. So um, that was my highlight of the week. That's your highlight of the week. Yeah. Well, mate, I really appreciate it. Thanks for that. Stitch up. We've really stitched up there, haven't we? Stitched up. He um, he did a, he did acknowledge yeah. he was in the wrong though. Mm. He did say, "Oh yeah, I knew I was in the wrong." Yeah. Um, he did apologise. So thanks for that, Ian. And yeah, he doesn't have a cane, people. He's not that old. He's not. <laughs> he's, he's not that decrepit. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, Robert, what are we moving on to here? Off. What's the, what's the topic today, Robert? Topic of the week. First home bias. First home bias. Yeah. So I know you've got a, a number of things written down there, but my, my advice to first home buyers would be... It looks be, like a lot. I've just used a big font. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, not that much here. You, you'll be right. I'm sure you've got enough to cover this. But my, um, my, my uh, advice to first home buyers would be come in fully prepared. Know who your conveyancer is. Know who your building and pest uh, inspector will be. Um, understand conditional periods. So if, it's, if you need a finance clause... No, no, if it's 7, 14, 21 days. If you need any special conditions, if you... Um, well, let's it, even let's even like layer it back even earlier than that. Because like a lot of people I see... Like, go to the bank. Well, speak to a broker. Yeah, you have to go to step one and actually even before, even if you've got five to ten grand saved, A, you've got to be good with money because you've got to be able to save a deposit. If you want a tip, a lot of people I know read The Barefoot Investor because the way we manage money we don't get taught how to use it a lot of our parents get it and it's gone and you pick up that trait from them so you've got to get good you've got to get good with money so what i did is i was terrible with money i took lease rate on my first date using my overdraft on my combank account it was already 500 down where'd you take it do you remember uh no she actually picked because i blew it and didn't forgot (laughs) shocking um so i would i would I would read something like The Barefoot Investor because you need good money habits because it's so easy to, like, go out. You know, one of the great tips I heard lately is if you really want something, 
wait on it for three weeks and see if you still want it in three weeks because a lot of it is just, you know, there's a chemical in your brain that sets off about how happy you'll be if you get that. Is this life advice or it first is. home well, buyer just advice? Because the first home buyer advice yeah. needs to be that you're not going to buy a house with no money. I think most people understand that. Yeah. So the next <laughs> you step, you yeah, but the next, the next step after, like once you can actually save a deposit, so once you get to five or ten grand, talk to a broker or a bank early, yep. so they can tell you exactly how much you need for how much you need to borrow. And they'll do that for free. Yeah, they'll have a free chat to you. It should be free. Yeah, if someone's cool. trying to charge you, please use someone else. Make another it should phone be, call. It should be help. It should be free. Most agents too have uh, access to brokers, so just reach yep. out to a local agent. and yep. we're more than happy to to. Um, about Tony Lamb, I joke with Finance Gold Coast, where you serve, but yep. there's a number of others that we have available. Yeah, and so I, that's where I would start for someone that is looking to buy. Go to a broker and they'll tell you everything because you do, like, as, as a few people first, in the room today as well. Yeah. Um, you're this is one of the questions. You, you had a question about it. You don't, know, you don't know what some stuff means. Like, what the hell's genuine savings? Do you know what genuine savings is? Yeah. Do you actually, though? It's stuff that's not been your own money that you Yes, yeah, so, well essentially what what it is is genuine savings. Mum and dad's money. Yeah. Well, genuine savings as well. It has to be genuinely saved. So like if you put like 5 grand in from your tax return like I tried to do when I first bought a house, the bank turned around and said, "You only got that 5 grand from your tax. You didn't save it." And it was too like if you put it has to be genuine in the fact that if you put it in an account, you can't then grab it back out. Yeah. And then put it back in and go because the bank yet restarts again. Like it's usually three months they look at. Yeah, it only has to be money coming. This history in. of it going in and consistently remaining. Yeah, it's not just one lump sum. Yeah, if you haven't hit granny app. Yeah, you can. You know, you can if you are a first home buyer and you've got parents that own a house, then guarantor is a good way to go as well. Definitely. Um, so I think the banks look at your weekly rent amount as savings. Probably a better question for a broker. <laughs> but. <laughs> Because we're not allowed to so give financial advice. That wasn't advice. in the barefoot investor. No, no, no. He, he, Something I heard on the grapevine. You used to. You they can look at it, but I I don't think so. I, I honestly don't know anyone that's done it that way. But I think you're just going to have to do it the hard way. Save the money. And I think you'll you'll get there if you have a goal in mind. Like if your broker says you need thirty five thousand to be able to buy a house that you want, you'll get to that thirty five thousand. You just keep. And the more you have in your account, the more you save because you're like, oh, let's keep adding to it. Correct. Not, we won't worry about McDonald's. We'll make something. And if you're transferring money out of those accounts, just remember for the last five, uh, three months that, you know, don't write on the piss with the boys yeah. um, as a reference. Yeah, or, you know, you get money off a mate and he's put it in there as uh, new dildos. Yeah. New new money for dildos. Yeah. Because like, they look at all that sort of thing. It Don't do a zip pay. Don't do a zip pay. Because they look at zip pays. Correct. They don't, add up everything. Don't go Queen of the Nile t-shirt. No, don't buy Purchase. novelty clothing yeah. because they'll be on to you. <clears throat> they'll, they'll, they'll probably judge you. Um, so, look, we could probably go on about first home buyers. When you get when you when then when you get to a house, when you're at that stage and you've got pre approval, Robert. That's where I was going to, Shane. Yep. I'm not here to give life advice, so I well, tell you, know, you, get save, it all, you, you get it all. I was more talking about the actual uh, the buying of the property. Um, just go in there with knowledge, the guys. Tree doesn't as I said. just end up looking like a tree, Robert. There's roots, mate. <laughs> I think you've fallen out of a tree, mate. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, that really good advice, Shane. Uh, Kelsey. You take notes then? Great. Thank you, guys. Did that make any sense? Yes. We could probably do your part of the first-time buyer perhaps next week. Yeah. Because the first-time buyers, like, obviously, you could do, like, a million on buying, but first-time buyers are probably the people that need the most help. I did see – so how's this? This is is something I wrote down. We haven't even spoken about it. So let's go to what I've written (laughs) down here on this piece of paper. 
We probably need to do production meetings, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually like it. I didn't know he was going to wear that. I don't know what he's about to say. <laughs> it's more interesting, though, that way. Um, so here we go. Saw this from the Sydney Morning Herald this morning, Robert. Why falling house prices are actually bad news for first home buyers. The fuck does that mean? So <laughs> then I went back in time to March this year from the same paper. First home buyers urged to wait as prices stall. So they're saying through two months ago, wait because it's going to drop. Now they're saying it's bad news if the prices go down. Yeah, clickbait. It's clickbait, and it's just trying to sell newspapers and scare people. Correct, mate. So it's just it's just absolute bollocks. The reason they think that's it's that's not bad, a new thing, Shane. That's been around for a long that. time. That. I but I just think, why aren't they held accountable to these lies? Who's, who writes this crap? Anyway, but it's just it scares people like Kelsey from buying, and then they rent for the rest of their lives. Um, so. The reason they think it's a bad time to buy now is because they think if you if you could borrow up to a million, uh-huh. you will now, because of the interest rates are bringing the prices down, you'll now be able to borrow less. And that's why they think it's a bad idea. So when you read it, it's, it's even more bollocks. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But people, people get confused and confusion leads to more questions and they get to answer more confusing questions with stupid answers. And did you know that, how old the average age of the first home buyer is? Oh, great question. Um... It's actually a good question. I haven't even heard that, but if I was to take a guess, 33? I don't know. I didn't research it, but I just thought you might know. No, I'm just kidding, because I do research things. (laughs) I do research things. (laughs) Because I I turn up with stuff, you see? It's 36. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, 36 is, it's still a lot older than I thought, though. Remember Sydney, Melbourne? You know, you've got to yeah. save a lot more down there. You've got to be a really good little learner saver yep. down there. And then they were saying, like, you know, in the in the 1990s, it was more around year 28 because the prices were lower, but then the interest rates were like 17%. Ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think, do you see that going up or going down, that number, 36? Oh, they reckon it's just going to keep going up. It'll be 40s soon. 40s? Yeah, from what I could see. Just because it's just the prices here are so expensive. We've got so much land in Australia, but it's so where we live is so condensed, that land is just getting more and more expensive. But like, with retirement age at 65, 68, um, I mean, where does it stop? Because you've got to be able to pay that loan back. I know, that's the thing. But yeah, that's why you just got to try and get in early, as early as you can. Like, you got to make you, it a priority. You got no chance, Kelly. Be, be a mogul like Nikita, who sat near and owned two properties before she's 30. Nikita's in here. Look at her. Look at her. We've got a first home buyer and a mogul. All a in mogul. one all a in one. A land baron. A land baron. Like can you give someone else some land? Yeah. I think that's a good thing to say though. Just buy something. Yeah. It just doesn't have to be your forever home. No. That's what someone said to me. Just get something. Uh just a quick interlude. Shane and Nikita met. Uh, so Nikita is um, Shane's executive assistant. Uh, they met when Shane sold Nikita her first home. Yep. And that was a terrible experience, wasn't it, Nikita? He's come a long way, our Shane. Oh, he has. He has. We'll <laughs> wasn't about, that terrible? We'll talk about that. Uh, the se- settlement day wasn't good. No, because I got screwed by another agency on uh, they'd lost all the keys. You've told many lies about it, but that's going to... That's going to <laughs> you've told many lies about it. That's Maybe. Going to, that, that's going to lead into my story, actually. Here about, we go. Robert about, Brings. About terrible... About terrible settlements. Play the opener. Uh, Robert brings today settlement story. So I once had, oh, it wasn't that long ago, actually. Oh, it was probably about 18 months ago. I had a, uh, a settlement with a local guy. the first time he's ever sold. And um, I mean, going back to first home buyers, it was the first time these guys um, had ever purchased. So it was kind of a new experience of both going through that process. 
Um, everything was set. Uh, settlement was booked. Money was all ready to be transferred through PEXA. That was when we just started using PEXA, which, uh, you know, it's, it's a fantastic thing there where you don't have to worry about all money does in, uh, simultaneous. And an hour and a half before settlement, the seller dropped the keys into the office. He said, mate, thanks for everything. I gave him his gift a little bit early, but we gave him his gift, made a bit of a song and dance about it. Yeah, it is made a bit. We're we're ready to go. Um, I said, mate, everything out, everything good. He's like, yeah, mate, it's, it's, look, it's not spotless. But um, it's it's okay. It'll be it'll be it'll. Experience is warning me. Here. I don't think they will mind. So I arranged to meet the buyers at the property. It's just around the corner. So I got there um, ten minutes early. Tried to put a bow on the door. Uh, had their gift ready. I just wanted to do a quick walkthrough because I was a little, I was a little concerned after what he said about it's going to be clean. Open up the garage door full of furniture. And I thought, hang on a minute, has has the buyer got it? I thought maybe the buyer's got early access somehow without me knowing and filled up the garage. So I thought I'd walk through the property. Walked in, the first thing I saw, fridge was still there. Coffee tables, dining room tables, (laughs) packed up, but still in the property. Walked into the master bedroom and the wife of the seller was asleep in bed. (laughs) Oh my God. She spun around, saw me in shock, screamed. I won't say what she said, but it was pretty nasty. So I've legged it straight outside. I've called the buyer, the seller up and said, hey, mate, uh, you gave me the keys an hour, a bit over an hour and a half ago. I'm here now, about to meet the buyer. Settlement's in literally seven minutes. And it was on a Friday. Mm. And he goes, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we've, we've just got nowhere to go until Tuesday. So uh, <laughs> oh, no. we're just going to stay here. Oh, and I God. said to him, Mate, it's not your home in seven minutes. Anyway, damage control happened. Uh, he ended up having to pay storage for the buyer who rocked up with a truck. So they had to put that truck in storage. Seller had to pay damages, pay for uh, a unit until the Tuesday. And uh, in the end, we, we did settle, but shouldn't have given him any bloody present. No, there you go. So buyer understood it wasn't our fault, but that's what can happen in this wonderful game of we- real estate. We had, a, we had that lunatic with, yeah, Nikita knows what I'm about to say. We had a lunatic, um, he he bought a, yeah, he, he sold with us and then we turned up like half an hour before settlement to give, to pick the keys up from him, give him his gift. We turn up and his whole house has still got furniture. He's borrowed a truck from work and so he's carrying it all down the driveway, putting it in the back of it. I'm like, mate, is there anyone helping you? He's like, oh, some of my sons are here. But they were like sitting around on their phones, like grown men's sons. And he's this little old man with a long beard. He looked like a gnome. And he's carrying all these – and there's a million pot plants there. It was, like, so me and me and Dave had to help him move, move, his, his, move his furniture. But they, they, Day of settlement. It's day of settlement. Yeah. We, we, we were still there at like – it settled at three and I think we were still there at five. And we were like, mate – we're going to leave you to it. The buyer wasn't moving in that day. But we're like, you have to be out by tomorrow because they're moving in. Yeah, get an extension of settlement, or uh, you just kind no, of just settled, and he was still settled. in there. Wow! So they could just come along and just keep all his stuff if they wanted. to. Man, we could do a, once again a whole episode on, on horror stories settlements. I, I had this one where it was a buyer, not, nothing to do with us, thank God. Uh, but the buyer purchased this property, and it was a little old lady. Her husband passed away. She's about eighty-five. Been in the home for two-story property. Been in the home for like thirty-five years. Lovely old duck, apparently. But when the buyers got there, um, her lounge suites were upstairs with a, with a nice note going, "Hey guys, everything's out. If you could just move this to the footpath, and I'll have some people come and collect it." I, I just couldn't get it down, and no one was here to help me. Mm. 
So they just threw it off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Second story Jesus. balcony. Oh, uh, no. Smashed it, shattered it, and put it on the footpath. So that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. See, um, that's yeah. That's, see, that's like you and Ian. I just can't. I can't get into like those sort of arguments where. <laughs> why did you throw my lounge off there, mate? Why did you throw it off there? I just couldn't leave it myself like that. Um, Wait, so that's what. Yeah, that's where I was at with the settlement. So um, there was a nice segue from there to how you st- stitched up uh, Nikita. Yep. And um, into that's what that's what I bring this week. Yeah, but I think everyone's still a big fan of you know what's cheese Shane off, what cheese Shane off, cheese Shane off. What's cheesed off Shane? We're we're going big today, are we? Yeah, you've put some research that, into it because that, the last couple of we we've had ghost stories. No, that wasn't even what cheese Shane off. We had Amway. We had it. We we're taking down Amway. We're taking the Amway. We had vets. Yep. We had building and pest guys, which is coming up in probably next week's episode, yep. which is on YouTube now. Yep. Unconditional. We had the office manager of this place because nothing works. Correct. That was one. This week we're taking down, and let me just say, can we just say for the people segment, uh, we now have a sponsor, RMH Pest Control. Uh, if you've got, is he your, on board? He's on board. If uh, you, you know, if people want it, they're lining up to sponsor the the what's she Shane off segment. So RMH Pest Management. If you need any pest work done on your house or a building inspection, just ring Reese. Uh, um, oh, I saw it last night. I saw a video pop up um, with him in it. Yeah, with him Braden in it. Lamb. Braden Lamb cracking uh, on to cracking on to Reese for about yeah, three he's minutes. A sex, he's a sex object. He's a sex symbol. Watch that. Might put it on the. Might put it on the uh, Facebook. We remember to do so. Uh, you want what research to be put in this week? I put no research in, Robert. This is going to be off the cuff like most of them. Uh, we're not scripted. That's what people love about us. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you this: this is this this could sicken you here because we're taking down the Ford Motor Company. Taking <laughs> um, Ford. Yeah. So in two thousand and in two thousand and thirteen or two thousand and twelve, I bought a Ford Focus. Uh, talking to someone that owned three dealerships uh, about five years later, he said they were the worst car Ford ever made because the transmission in them dies all the time. So we've been in a class action now <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> and then we were about to get paid out. And the lady that's like the cl- main claimant has turned around and gone, no, I'm not happy with my payout. And she's getting like a fair amount. Like we, like they took Ford to court in... America and everyone got twelve hundred bucks. And I know another guy that owns one, so we're constantly talking about it. So you're hoping to get is this cost you any money? No, no. So you're hoping to get Well, I'm banking that twelve hundred, baby. Every time we get the email, I'm like, Oh, this is it, I've got that twelve hundred dollars coming in. What am I gonna spend it on? Would you slip it in the Queen and Isle? Probably, yeah. Double yep, it. Double um, it. it's been so long. Um so twelve hundred dollars, Ford Motor Company, they're still not we're still we still haven't been paid out. But then I was thinking so uh, before I had before I had the Ford I actually um, had the Holden Gemini 1986 model, paid three and a half grand from it from a friend's dad, said it was an absolute cracker of a car. Thank. Are you just trying to downplay the, uh, the fact you've, you own a Jaguar? <laughs> no, no. Are you trying to talk your car down This is how far there? I've come. <laughs> 1986, this was the bad Gemini as well. It wasn't the cool one. Your that, first car, Gemini? Yeah. Mine was a, a Datsun Stanza. Was it good? No. <laughs> had no license, I used to drive around the backyard. I remember. I'm a little 600 square metre block yeah. uh, in, uh, in Rochdale. So I thought, you know, the Ford Motor Company screwed me, but then I thought with that car, it made me think like, I would, anyway, I took, cut that, I took it, <laughs> to, I took it to a mechanic and um, it was, it, it had been, it had only done like 100,000 Ks. An old lady owned it since 86 and I bought it in like 2010 from her, mm-hmm. from Brad who bought it off her. So he's like, oh mate, 
Yeah. My friend's dad was like, mate, you won't find a better car than this. It'll run for another 30 years. It was already Solid older back. than me. It was like 20, it was 29 years old back then. Solid backstory. Anyway, took it to, um, took it for a service. Comes out, he goes, just hold on, mate. Comes out from behind the counter and goes, oh my God, you own that Gemini, do you? And I was like, oh yeah. And he goes, mate, let me just come over here, come in the meeting room. It was, he's like, I've got some bad news for you. Pulls out this, <laughs> these three A4 sheets. He's got, these are what we found wrong with this car. He's like, he's like, mate, it's going to cost you at least four grand to fix it. Is that worthy? I was like, yeah. And I was like, but it cost me three grand to buy because I overpaid for it. Like everyone told me I overpaid for it, which I knew I did. It was just convenient. I was buying off someone I knew. He's like, look at all these things wrong with it. He's like, mate. You need to fix this fast. This car, it, it is not well. I took it in for a service. Anyway, so I go, mate, I had no money. This was like after pre-burning the apartment complex down. Like, this was like re- when I was really young. And he goes, he goes, I go, mate, I can't just spend three grand. I don't even have it. I'm going to have to go home and talk to my, I'm going to have to go home and talk to my partner about it and try and work it out. And he just looked me direct in the eye and said, mate, I, I would do that, but I doubt you'll get it home. It went on to live for two more years. I took it to I took it to a bloke in Narang, and he goes like, and now I still use that guy now. Took it into him. He goes, oh yeah, I've just changed the oil filter on it. It's good to go for the age of it. It's really good. You got to be careful with mechanics though, because I also got thinking about this the other day because um, one of the photographers we use, he just got done for brake shoes, and he he, he he you know he only just changed them. And they said, you need new brake pads. And he's like, well, I just changed them. And he's like, oh, oh, okay, mate, sorry. Maybe, maybe a different car. Oh, like, how many times would that happen? Oh, like if, if someone, if someone said no to me, idea. mate, your ignition piston operator shifting device is broken in your car, you're going to need a new one that'll be five grand. I'd be like, oh, right, okay, right, mate, man. that's inconvenient. I didn't want the operational <laughs> shifter device injector the fluid. capacitator. <laughs> I didn't realise that was shot. I didn't realise that was it. So there you go. So it it's it just it's it's the 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 particular motor company that I'm talking about has annoyed me because how long Ford you called yeah. them you called them their name <laughs> early but how long that. does it go on for before they go look we're taking here's your money just give us twelve hundred dollars what's twelve hundred dollars amongst six million people I'm sure not a lot <laughs> not a lot for well, how many cars they sell I know they're not selling as many as they used to. But they did sell us a dud. But like, I got trapped. At, I got trapped in the middle of nowhere once because I couldn't get the shift out from drive to reverse. I remember being in the car, and yeah, we were stuck doing. Uh, we were stuck in first gear when we were stuck in first gear or something, or low gear. Within yeah, within five kilometres of owning that Ford Focus, the Gemini was a way better car, but it was <laughs> thirty years younger, um, thirty years older. But like, the, within the first couple of kilometres, the drum brakes were like. Like that, just banging. Yeah, and then uh, not Lisa, the other, the 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 misses before. Yeah, I'm a player. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a player. Don't uh, even know her name. Yeah, that I many. Her name. Um, her dad was like, "Oh, that's your drum brakes, mate." And I'm like, "Oh, like is that? Are they meant to be like that?" He's like, "No." <laughs> so took it back for that. Boot doesn't work. Boot stopped working, so I'd do my open homes and I'd have to hold my boot up and like juggle my open home directional boards in. And because I was so lazy, it went on for like two years having to do that. Now, I think I need to stop you because yep. you're getting too worked up. I'm getting too worked up. But Wrap I'd like up. to have a, a What's Cheese Lisa off next week after she's yeah. heard this episode. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a funny one. Tip of the week, Robert. 
Mate, tip of the week. Uh, I think that you've got this one. So what have you got for the people? Tip of the week if you're you're an agent out there and you're thinking, geez, it's been lovely getting all these offers on expressions of interest. My friend Blair this week got excited, nearly sold uh, one of his first properties and uh, nearly... Yes, he sold. He sold. He's negotiated and has sold. He's sold quite a few now, but... uh, this is a this you know this is a trap for new players I'm afraid Robert uh, you know as the market's changing we were just getting offers on expressions of interest and uh, now that it's changing you want to commit the buyers to a contract because you know so all find, offers on contract yeah because everyone's happy to send an expression of interest in then you go back to them and they go oh no we bought something else we changed our minds like and they just go missing like people are so rude but so what I said to Blair is get them on contract and then we'll see how serious they are. So would you even go as far as saying don't even bother sending out expression of interest forms anymore or contract details forms or well, whatever you call them? Get them, but then don't present it because that's the big trick is someone offers a ridiculous amount of expression of interest. You take it to the owner and go, oh, mate, they've offered six ninety, And then he's stuck at six ninety. but then you go, all right, can we put you – the owner's accepted your offer. Then that buyer goes, oh, no, we bought something else. We put out heaps of expressions of interest that day and that wasn't at the top of the list. So make it clear to the buyers, expression of interest is only for us to provide yeah. the information on a contract, yeah. um, but not, we won't be speaking to the sellers until it's on a contract. No. I so like it. Your offer will not be accepted unless it's on a contract. Great tip. And then if the seller accepts it, it'll, you'll sign it and it's yours. But the, as we found out this week with that particular person, as soon as we said get it on contract, disappeared. I don't know where these people go. Gone. Do, 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 Feel do, the do, waters, do. mate. Great yeah. tip, and I think that... That should be, as we wrap it up, that should be the goal for this week for all agents out there is get get an offer on a contract. That used to be the that used to be the pre Jason Reed, our first sales manager. That that was his goal. Every week, get something on a contract. Every every weekend, you had to get something on a contract. So I think we'll have to go uh, go back to doing that. So mate, thanks for um, thanks for wearing that shirt. And to you know the other poor souls went for that twelve hundred dollars. We'll get there. We'll bring. We'll we'll, we'll win the battle. We'll win the battle. Yeah, keep us posted. Actually, don't keep us posted. That was a, that was a shit story. But cheers, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.